Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday service. And on this rainy Sunday, we uh, thank God for the rain that He gives us. He always provides for us right at the time we need it. And again, He has uh, come through again for us. And we're thankful that He is there for us and looking after us. And uh, just glad to be in His house this morning and start this week off with uh, the fact that we started it in God's house where we need to be and should be to get the week started off on the right foot. Uh, in your bulletin, call your attention, there are a couple things. Are the baskets or the buckets we took are filled. Uh, the district, the churches in the Kingsport district filled 604 buckets. And we want to thank everybody here that participated and did what you did to uh, get our buckets together. And uh, also, uh, they're, they're supposed to be in June Luska right now, so uh, they'll be taken to their shipping point later on. Uh, one thing, Wednesday night, 
Now, I'll be gone for Bible study. So, uh, Hebrews will teach it. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, but I will be gone. I'll be, as soon as I leave here this morning, I'll stop just long enough to get my clothes and back on the road again. And I'll be, hopefully, home sometime Thursday. Uh, if uh, things go as planned. So, but if you, like I said, if you need me, I've got my phone with me. Uh, call and uh, just let me know uh, what the need may be or what the situation is. So, uh, I guess that's all that's not in your bulletin. Uh, pray for conference that uh, they don't get too far out of away from common sense and do things that's radical. But you never know when they get together. So, as we get ready to go into our service, uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, want to call your attention there on the, you've got the Tom on the 7th still having your die uh, procedure to yeah. check out what your needs are and then of course on the 8th uh, Bonnie will be having her breast cancer surgery in Keysport and she told me yesterday to tell everybody she missed being at church and, but uh, the fact that her immune level is so low that the, the doctor doesn't want her to be out in mingling with people that she's susceptible to taking anything that might be going until she gets her immune built back up. Uh, and then the, Michelle has an operation scheduled on the 13th. Uh, who else do we need to remember? I noticed uh, Brenda did just rewire her out. <laughs> But we do miss Brenda. Kathy, yeah. Uh, I think I put, did I not put her on, I put her on here on the list, but I didn't list her 20th. Okay, so Kathy will be having, uh, sir, on the 20th of this month, so remember, remember her. I need to remember this Brandy. She has an MRI scheduled tomorrow morning, and she's having her Brandy, okay. Now, is that this Tuesday? Yeah. Okay. Remember Brandy? She goes for this MRI. She almost like Georgia's been off for shaking this weekend. Yeah, I still ask y'all how you, her surgery went, and then she had complications and had trouble with them, or it's not her eyes. <coughs> okay, so let's remember. I believe we've got Georgia in our prayer list, but we need to update and get the. Go and uh, remember her more of the trouble she's now having. And uh, we need to remember, uh, continue to remember JT Brooks. JT? He's at the Shepherd Center in Atlanta. Yeah, I saw where they had taken him down, and uh, they were thinking that the advanced treatment or the specialized specialist would be able to do more for him. And of course, it's going to be a long, drawn out procedure, whatever. On the ventilator? Okay, so remember, not only JT, but the family, I can imagine what they're going through and the, the problems that the, they face each day with this. So remember the Brooks family, especially JT. Uh, others, I was just looking through our list here of the names that's been on there for several. Uh, uh, let's see, when did the, Liza, when did she pass away and have her funeral? 
Friday. So let's remember that. Liza's family, because they uh, had the, the funeral. And there was a, a Caldwell that passed away. His wife. Wife passed away. So let's remember that family. And Liza was traveling with the day before to come to die. Okay, remember. So, uh, I know. I'm always uh, so glad when he's home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Couldn't allow us to wake up every Friday. Tanya and Greg looking forward to it, so. The Henniger family, who, Hunter and Hope. So, yes, they were uh, mentioned this morning in our Pleasant Hills. So remember Hunter and Hope, uh, they're now without parents. So it's going to be a... Remember my wife, y'all, she goes to the meal service. Up there at Spine, goes to the Okay, remember Georgia, she goes to uh, Thursday for uh, what, just running a test to determine what to do or what needs to be done. Okay, so uh, let's pray that uh, there's nothing major that has to be done or that they can treat it with medication and whatever. Uh, others? Okay, remember Ron and Alita. And I guess uh, Bob's still about the same he is. I heard that, uh, of course, you know, Harry Fleener's retiring, and I think what I heard yesterday, Perry's just getting a young person from, I believe it's from the First Methodist Church in Marshtown. This will be his first appointment, so I don't know, don't know his name. Uh, but uh, anyway... That's the change that will be taking place there at Persia. So let's uh, let's remember all these transitioning pastors will be moving uh, the last Sunday in this month to their new uh, new charge. And as far as I know, you're still stuck with me. I haven't heard nothing different. So uh, for maybe an, another year. Or so others we need to lift up any unspoken. Well, let's go to the Lord. Almighty God, as we again gather in your house today, we just come with a thankful heart for all the blessings in this life that you've given to us. And Father, we just, each day, come to you as we start, knowing that you are there for us and with us. And Father, we just ask that you would walk with us each day, helping us to overcome the trials and tribulations that this old world may put before us. Because we know, Father, that when you're with us, that all things are possible, and that we can do anything and everything through the help and the strength that you give us. And we're just thankful, Father, that we know that you are there walking with us step by step. And we just give our thanks today. Father, we pray for this church and this congregation that you would continue to bless it and help us to reach out and be the voice in this community that needs to be heard, especially by the ones who are still wandering, lost without a Savior, that in whatever way that you could use us, wherever you could use us, that you would just place us 
that we could be of service to you and your kingdom, carrying your word, your message to this lost world. Father, we lift up the names of our loved ones who are suffering the illnesses and health problems, those who are facing operations. We pray for those who have gone through the operations. We pray that Joyce continues to respond to the uh, therapy and uh, treatment that she's going through on her uh, knee, that the uh, operation for the ligaments will soon be healed and she'll be back able to be her old self again. Father, we pray for Brenda as she continues to struggle with her health problems and uh, just be with her doctors and help them to be able to bring the treatments and the prescriptions and medications that will help Brenda to alleviate her problems with her <clears throat> blood pressure and other problems that she has. Father, we just pray today that you would reach down and touch our needs. You know what they are. As we lift them up to you, each name, each need opposite the name, and just place them, Father, into your care today. Be with us as we gather tonight in the board meeting. Give us the uh, wisdom that we need, the open mind that we need as we make decisions concerning the uh, feathering of the work on the fellowship hall that we will bring it into reality where it will best serve this church and this community and Father it will be something that we would dedicate to your glory and to your service go with us now through this service we pray Father as we go to conference over in Junaluska that you will be with the delegates as they meet these four days to Decide the future and the rules and things that will uh, govern the conference and the churches and the uh, administration through this coming year. Give them wisdom. Give them common sense. Father, to do what is best for the churches, the congregations, and the Methodists in general. Now go with us through the remainder of this day of this service. These things, Father, we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, if our ushers will come forward, we'll uh, receive our tithes and offerings for the morning. Our Father, again today, we thank you for this offering that we are receiving in your Son's name. We're just thankful that we're able to, in this small way, help someone who is in need today. Father, you have helped us so much and done so much for us. Now may we show the love and compassion that you show to each of your uh, people. That this congregation shares that same concern and compassion that we're able to help someone in need today and they would know that your son truly loves them and cares for them as well as this congregation also. So Father, we receive this offering in your son's name as we give thanks for everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Today being our Communion Sunday and the passage that I chose to uh, use for our topic, our message, and I titled the message, A New Life, because it sort of parallels together and coincides uh, the scripture reading does with the uh, taking of communion today, and the scripture uh, lesson is found in the seventh chapter of Luke, uh, starting with verse 11 through 17, and as we read God's word, and it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of the mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the beer, the beer and they that bare him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they glorified God, saying, That a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea, and throughout all the region around about. The word of God for the people of God. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word. As I said, the scripture reading and our taking of communion sort of coincides or parallels together on the same idea or the same uh, uh, principle. Uh, and that's why I chose the title, A New Life. Uh, because basically that's what we're going to be looking at and talking about. Now, as we started the scripture reading, we saw that Jesus was entering into the city as he neared the gate. Uh, he was confronted or met with this uh, group carrying out a dead man. Uh, we're told that uh, this... Uh, dead man was this woman's only uh, son. She was a widow. And this put her in a precarious situation because her support, this son, from what we have gathered from the scripture reading, was the only source of support that she had. And of course we know back in those days uh, the woman who didn't have a husband or someone to support her, they were, I guess, at the mercy of the people might be the best way to describe it. So anyway, as Jesus is coming into uh, this uh, situation, this, this confrontation is a little bit different than the ones that we normally uh, read about or study about in the Bible. If you'll recall, most of the situations where uh, someone is calling upon Jesus to restore their life or to heal them or whatever the need may be, 
normally we see that they bring that person to Jesus uh, for whatever their need may be. But in this situation, it's, uh, you can say, the direct opposite. They didn't bring this, they didn't bring this dead body to Jesus. You might say Jesus more or less just stumbled upon this situation by just being where he was at. Now, whether this woman had heard of the healing and restoring of life power that Jesus had, again, it doesn't tell us. We don't know. You would think that uh, all it's talked about when he raised this dead, how the rumors spread throughout the land, you would think that there had been enough people revived or brought back to life that the rumors and word would have spread around where possibly she would have heard it. But we don't know. It, it doesn't specify whether she knew of the power that Jesus had or whether she even, in all probability, didn't expect Jesus to be there at that particular time. So, as I say, he more or less just stumbled onto this situation. So, as he came in, and as I said, this woman is in a bad situation because her being a widow, her son being the only means of support that she had at that time, now he's gone. So, he's going to support her. And we know, as I said, the women back in those days had a rough time if they didn't have a husband or family members. Okay, now there's the answer. That's, that was her only hope. You know, back then, uh, brothers would step in and marry or come on through the line of brothers or kin folks, and they would step in and marry and keep the... Uh, support the, I guess, family name and going, this would be her only hope. It's if someone in the family to step up and continue this honoring, this uh, tradition, I guess you could call it a tradition that they had to help this poor widow out. But anyway, when Jesus is confronted with this uh, group carrying this dead body, uh, what does he tell this widow. What does he say to her? He says, weep not. Now, do you think she knew what he was referring to or what he had in mind? The scripture just, I guess, leads it to our imagination. It doesn't explain in detail what her reaction was and how she, uh, you know, accepted or what, what she thought. Anyway, he told her not to weep. She didn't know. She didn't know that good news was just around the corner. Uh, because it says he came and he touched the beer, uh, B-I-E-R. That's what the cassette sits on uh, in the funeral home at the platform, I guess. Uh, he, uh, he touched it. He said, young man, rise up. This dead man comes alive. He does just as Jesus says. He raises up and, and starts talking. 
Can you imagine what this widow woman must have thought? How, how thrilled, how much joy must have been uh, in her at that time. Because all the hope that had been taken out of her was now coming back in. Her future was looking brighter. And as this man gets up, uh, Jesus says, delivers him back to his mother. This sort of causes an uproar among the crowd. It says they uh, were feared. They were in a great state of fear because it said they glorified God, saying that a great prophet. See, they thought God, Jesus was still a prophet. Because Elijah and the others, they had you know, from time to time uh, shown the same ability to rise up you know, people. Uh, and they thought, well, this is just an, another prophet. <coughs> then the word spreads throughout the territories. But the contrasting of the two stories, and, uh, well, the two stories being the with a woman losing her support, and the other story being taken of the communion today, uh, as we contrast that, uh, we look at it this way. This man was given a new life through Jesus Christ. Just the fact that he was there present, ready and willing to give to him this new life that he was seeking. And it said again that Jesus had compassion for him and was concerned not only for him but for, of course, the widow and the uh, future that she would be facing without uh, her son uh, to be there for it. So as we contrast the two, uh, the raising of the dead man and the taking of the communion, uh, what we see is when Jesus said that he had compassion for this lady, God also had compassion for you and me, for each one of us. Uh, just as this young man was dead, physically dead, with no hope, no future, we, at one time in our life, we were spiritually dead. And there are still those out here in the world around us today who are just as spiritually dead as we were, and there's no hope for them. Just as Jesus showed compassion for this young lady, this young woman, God showed compassion for you and me. By sending his son to come and, and to go to the cross and, and die that horrible death so that we could be given a new life, a different life, free from the sins that we were uh, burdened down in, a hope for tomorrow. The past would be behind us, and we had a brighter day to look forward to. 
And here's the thing about it. This young man, there was no way that there was anything he could have done or he could do to bring himself back to life. If we are spiritually dead and we don't know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. There's nothing anyone can do except Jesus Christ. He is the only way that you are ever or can ever be saved. Now, as I told Class of Hill, it don't matter who may be here in your pulpit, no matter who your pastor may be, I don't care what evangelist you might bring in, they don't save you. The only person who can save you is over and over again, you read where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man comes to the Father except through me or by me. You have the same ability, the same way that I have or Billy Graham has or whoever. You can lead that lost person to come to know Jesus Christ. You can lead that lost person to come to the altar and that's where they get saved. It's not anything you did, anything I did. It's what Jesus Christ does by interceding and taking this person to his Father in heaven. And the moment that he calls upon the name of Jesus Christ, that's when he's saved. Any sermon that's been preached, any words that's been spoken, until he calls upon the name, or she calls upon the name of Jesus Christ, that's, when, that's the moment you are saved. That's the moment you get your salvation. And you have the same opportunity that anyone has to lead anyone that doesn't know Jesus Christ. You, you can lead them to the altar, and, and it doesn't have to be at an altar here in church. It could be wherever they're at, anywhere you're at. The moment you call upon the name and the uh, word of God to come into your heart and to save you and forgive you, that's when you're saved wherever you may be. So just as we are looking at this dead man being revived and given a new life, we are looking at the elements of this communion table, the broken, beaten body of Jesus Christ, the shed blood from that cross on Calvary that gives to us our new life. That's the correlation, the uh, connection. New life was given by the compassion that Jesus had for this dead young man. New life is given by the compassion that God gave to us through his son, Jesus Christ. And so this is what communion means to us today. It's, it's our opportunity to come and to show 
Jesus Christ how much, how much his going to the cross meant to us, what it gave to us, an opportunity that only he, no one else, only he can bring to us. And so today as we take communion, And as we remember the night that Jesus met with his disciples, as he entered into the upper room, into the site for the meal, remember the first thing he did when he went in? He washed their feet. Why did he wash their feet? He wasn't going to eat with their feet. Why did he wash their hands? Anyway, he washed their feet to show or to use himself as an example that he came as a servant to us. He didn't come to be a servant or to be served to, but he came to be a servant to mankind. And the example that he was setting is if I can do this, or if I am showing my servanthood, then don't you think you need to show your fellow man the same opportunities, the same respect, the same uh, servant that they deserve and that you need to be to show them the true love of Jesus Christ in your heart. So he used this as an example as to how we are to be. We are to be a servant to our fellow man through the word of Jesus Christ, the actions of Jesus Christ, and all that we can do, all we do to glorify the name of God in our actions, our voices, our whatever, whatever we do. And so when the meal was over, or the foot washing was over, they sat down for the meal. He took the bread, and as he took the bread, he blessed it and gave thanks to it. And he told his disciples, this is my body which was broken for you. And as often as you eat or take of this bread, I ask that you remember. <coughs> remember what I did for you. And what do we remember most of all? He died for us. This new life we're talking about is through what happened on that cross. <coughs> if it hadn't been for the cross, we would be dead in our sins with no hope. So remember what I did for you. When the meal was over, and he takes the cup again as he uh, gave thanks, as he blessed it, he told his disciples, this is my blood which is shed for you. I give to you tonight today is a new covenant for the remission of your sins. As often as you drink of this cup, again, I just ask that you remember what it was, what it is that I have done for you, and I'm still doing for you today. And so, as we come to the Lord's table today, let us examine ourselves and see 
just where do we stand with God? What are we doing all we can do? Are we doing all that God expects us to do? Are there things that we can do better? Are there things we can do differently? We can eliminate from our ways and our actions? It's a time of examination. It's a time to give thanks to God and His Son and what He did for each one of us. Because if He hadn't went to the cross, if these elements of the beaten body and shed blood wasn't available to us, we would be lost. So we have a lot to be thankful for as we come today to give our thanks and our appreciation for everything God has done and is still doing for us. He never gives up. He never quits. So as we come, let us come thankfully and join our everything he has done for us. The blood of Jesus Christ shed for you. As you come, the blood of Jesus Christ shed for you.
Thank you. 